Welcome to the Cry Mitt Mode podcast. A combination of our names. I'm Kippy Mitt. And I'm Rybert Mode. If you like consistency, then go somewhere else. Because this podcast is ever-changing. April Fools! A, a A week later... A week later, April Fools. Delightful. Uh, so what are we doing this week? We are doing the same thing we did last week. We're doing the same thing, but we've thought up a better name for it. Mainly you've thought and up a better And we have a whole game that's going to be a series of episodes. Yes. It uh, is called Crunchy Dive High Roll. Crunchy Dive High Roll game. And this is also going to be an elimination challenge now. And we're going to go to episode six? Yes. First uh, series or multiple series to make it to episode six will win the first round of the Crunchy Dive High Roll game. And we'll get a prize that we'll we have yet to name. discover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually find the mailing address of of like <laughs> of the them. people and send them a letter saying, Congratulations, you've won this award. <laughs> <laughs> you have won the Crunchy oh. Dive High Roll. Crunchy Dive Hyrule. I guess the basic setup is we are going to watch four episodes every week. Starting with the ones we randomly selected. Four episodes? Uh, Four episodes, each from a different anime every week. Oh, yes. Uh, So yeah, we're doing... We're doing four episodes, each from a different anime, every week. Starting with the ones we selected in the last episode. But the catch... One is removed every time. One is removed every time, and it is the one we agreed uh, with the lowest score for that episode. Yes. Uh, So the first one to make it to six, we might just have the original three that survived this round make it all the way through. We might have something else suddenly surprise us and beat everything. Uh, But yes, the, the shows we watched last episode were... Space Battleship Yamato. Uh, Star Blazers. Star Blazers. Space Battleship Yamato 2199 and 2122. We watched Dance Dance Dancer. Uh, We watched Kandagawa Jet Girls. And we watched Kokaku. Kokoku? Kokoku. Take a wild guess which one's going to get eliminated this week. I'll give you a second. Space Battleship Yamato. No! <laughs> uh, very obviously, Kokoku is getting... No. No. No, not Kokoku either. Uh, very obviously, Kandagawa Jet Girls is... We're not watching more of that show. We actually built this entire game. Because we didn't want to watch it. We were like, God, I really want to watch all three of these other shows. I want to see more of them. But... I don't want to watch more Kantagawa Jet Girls. Because, in our opinion, it is trash. It is trash. Uh, It is absolute trash. So, uh, what we have surviving then is Star Blazers, Space Battleship Yamato, Dance 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 Sewer, and... Kokoku. Kokoku, thank you. Uh, And then we will, at the end of this episode, find a new thing on High Dive. We'll always have two Crunchy Rolls and two High Dives. Uh, we'll find a new thing on High Dive to start, and uh, hopefully that one won't just get eliminated immediately. Here's the problem. There are three shows I really like already. Uh, and now we are... And you know what? 
So we're kind of doing it in the same order, except for the one that gets removed? Yes, yeah, the one that gets removed will always come in last. And... So we're starting with... We're starting with Star Blazer's Space Battleship Yamato. We watched uh, the second episode. We did watch the second episode, and I'm going to go on a limb here and say the second episode didn't change your mind. Uh, The second episode didn't... I liked the first episode more, uh, because just... But not much more. I, I really... The second episode did not change my mind. I love it. I, I am only more excited to watch more of it. Um, how about you? It got more nonsensical. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was possible, but a lot of things they say in the show They're just like... have no point or make zero sense. <laughs> Okay, so uh, quick refresher. We ended the last episode with the main character Kodai and his best friend being like, "Hey, there's this weird battleship just in the middle of a desert. An old, old, two hundred year old battleship." And then they're like, "Yeah, we're also gonna suffocate and die." Uh, and very immediately, the show just starts with uh, the Gamillas sending spaceships to attack that old battleship, and it's like it's a. Big, weird spaceship that's yeah. letting out baby spaceships. It's like a UFO with, like, prongs coming off of it. And, yeah, you said it's like a birthing scene. It's letting out its babies. Yeah, because it just lets out more little ships and they just start shooting. Yeah. And then the... Uh, the But they start shooting at the, the old, supposedly... old battleship. And they're like, why are they doing that? It's just an old battleship. And then the artillery of that battleship actually moves and it takes out... Uh, I think they called it a carrier, the thing that was birthing the other ships. Yes. Uh, it takes that out, and then a bunch of other ships engage the smaller ships in a dogfight, and they actually shoot down the other Camilla ships as well. And uh, what do they say when... Ah, so our fellow shooters say, Our party guests have been served the punch. Immediately followed by... The enemies have been neutralized, which is... Why are, why are we talking in code? <laughs> we gotta use some code words in case they're listening. And then the other guy's like, yeah, we killed them. <laughs> Just imagine, like, a meeting later, like, George, All right. we, we have to use code. The eagle has landed. Oh, the president is at the airport? Ah! <laughs> uh, a thing that's delightful is the Kodai and his friend are, like, waving at the ships as they're flying over. And the, like, people in the jets just look out at them and they're like, oh, idiots. And, and then, then they, they fly away. And then they fly away and they're like, wait, we're gonna die here. And then they don't. Uh, and then, they and then don't. that's the end of that. Yeah, they just make it. Um, we get a scene set on Pluto where the Gamillas are stationed. And they are... Humans! Whoa. Whoa! But they speak... Maybe German. It it sounds like German, but then when they counted, I didn't It wasn't like Ein Spiedra. Yeah, it wasn't... Um, Maybe, I don't know. I don't know enough about German. Yeah, they Maybe they have different numbers. They speak another language to the point where, like, they are subtitled in the show, even in Japanese. Like, they're, they're in the original sub of the show. They're not speaking the same language as the main characters. Um, and they shoot a giant bullet <laughs> at, at the space battleship. Just this huge bullet with a rocket on it. It looks a bit like a bowling ball from the front. And it kind of, it has two gears. It has like a, one gear and then like another gear around the outside. Yeah, yeah. I, I also really appreciated how like you see kind of what the Gamilla's base looks like. And it does look 
alien? Like, alien and weird and like bubbly kind of. But like metal, like not not like bubbly, like a, a nice like uh, minimalist kind of bubble dome. Like bubbly, like... It's green and like, rounded. Like six skin. Like that kind of bubbly. Ew. Yeah. Rice crispy skin. Yeah. Oh, no. Not rice crispy skin. Please, God, no. Um, Worst part. Uh, we're back on Earth, and they're in the doctor's office, and I actually didn't really listen to what they were saying because the scene had a cat in it. And it was a very simple yeah, drawn was, cat, but it was also very cute, and it also just kept meowing while they were yeah, having and I, a conversation. I, I honestly got, like, none of the dialogue <laughs> in that scene because of the cat. Um... Oh, uh, we get more people talking. The UN is like, yeah, these alien plants are really screwing up things. We're all going to die. <laughs> and, and no, and everyone's just like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're like, oh, uh, so the carrier ship, I forgot to mention when they're fighting it, it shoots this badass laser at the Earth that just blows up a ton of things. And we see some people very briefly like, they're like, I don't want to die underground. And then they die underground. They get blown up. But the UN is like, so you, you suffered casualties. Is that going to affect the mission? And the salty sea captain is like, there were no casualties. <laughs> and, like, and it's like, well, our, our reports say the opposite of that. But nope, nope, none. I guess you're a hero of a battle, so we will just let you lie directly to us. <laughs> uh, they were pl making a plan to leave Earth and resettle space, but the sea captain announces that they're not going to do that and instead plays a video that was sent from outside the solar system. And, oh, what was the place called? Uh, Iskandar. Uh, yeah, it's a video from Iskandar where a uh, woman is telling them about how their planet is vibrant and she's sending them technology with one of her sisters uh, and then also sending one of her sisters to help them out. One of the sisters is dead, but the other one, yeah. we don't know who she is. So that's the beautiful dead girl that we see at the beginning of the show is the sister delivering the necessary technology to help out the human race. Uh, and everyone also, when they see the new uh, woman who looks exactly like the dead woman, they're all just like, God, she's so beautiful. <laughs> and then there's a scene where she's talking to a little glowy thing later. And then someone walks in and she just, mm -hmm. like, closes it and is like, hi. Yeah. So very obviously, the dead girl is one of the sisters. And then the girl that is just hanging around the sea captain, she is also one of the sisters of this alien woman who is sending basically the technology for them to go. F I think it's faster than light travel, basically. Yes. I did not note how far, but they say it. It's like 168 light, 168,000 light years, something like that. And instead of... Saying it in different ways. They say the full number every, every single, time. single time. Yeah. Um, okay, so then he just announces... I love the slapdash way all of their organization comes together. Because the sea captain is just like... No one has been informed of this ahead of time. So it's just people in the room being surprised that they... He's like, alright, chief of engineering is this guy. And the guy's like, wait, what? Oh, great! I'm the chief of engineering! And then he's like, yeah, and uh, the chief of tactics is Kodai, and Kodai's like, I am a teenager. 
Lots of people say that. They go, wow, he's younger than me. Yeah, yeah. and then he's like, oh, and Kodai's best friend is in charge of navigation. And it's like, have these guys proven themselves at all? It seems like they've only proven that they know how to crash one spaceship. Well, that wasn't their fault. No, no, they didn't have bullets and it also broke down. Uh, the uh, And then... Is there anyone else important? Like, he just announces who's going to be working there, and it's, like, engineering, science, tactics, navigation, and maybe one other thing. Uh, I'm and sure then it those... just flashes to, like, people saying goodbye to their families. Not quite yet. So we then cut to the captain, and he's looking at pictures of his family, and then oh, his yeah. best friend comes in, and he's like, you're dying. I know you're dying. You're going to go out into space and die. And he's like, no, I'm coming back. And then that's what starts the scene of every character going, I'm coming back from space. So our theory is, is that Earth is going to explode. Yeah. And there's going to be no Earth to come back to. Yeah, and they're going to have to live on Iskandar. I also have, I, I, I don't know if you agree with it. I have the theory that Iskandar isn't actually all it's cracked up to be. And there's some, like, not great stuff about it. Like they might be going to go be slaves for aliens or something. You know, I'm not totally convinced on that. No, I mean, it could also just be as, like, this show, I wouldn't be surprised if it was as straightforward as it claims to be as well. Like, that is possible. Just from its dialogue? Yeah. <laughs> you don't think there's going to be any big, like, twists? No, I think there will be big twists, but I don't think it's going to be that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Because okay. it's going to take them so long to get there. Mm-hmm. That it would be weird, because the show has an end. It does, yeah. So it'd be weird if they get there after a really long and journey, and then it adds like, oh, another factor. Yeah, that would be a bit strange, plot-wise. Uh, okay, so they're all, like, gonna be working on this spaceship. We see all the characters saying goodbye to the people they love. Uh, we have the scene in the room where there's uh, the guy whose ship they stole in the last episode. Uh, he is talking with a woman uh, with white hair. Ah, oh, and she says, I want to be a pilot in the wing like my brother. And I don't know how he obtains this knowledge, but he says, well, I'm sorry, but you're going to be in accounting. Mm -hmm. And then she goes and cuts her hair, which I assume is a Mulan kind of like, I'm going to go be a battler. Yeah, except she still looks very feminine. She does, yeah. yeah she, she cuts <laughs> she, her hair, but it's she just She looks like, the exact same. Yeah, it, honestly, it looks it looks better. <laughs> like, looks, she looks fantastic. Uh, uh, okay, uh, we just get all... Uh, Kodai doesn't have anybody. Uh, he's the his only one. His brother died his brother in is the dead. first episode. And then he just has a picture mm. of his brother. What? Or did he? We he, didn't he, see him die. Uh, he is he is going to be... He's going to have to shoot his brother down. He's going to be Darth Vader. Uh, so we have that. Uh, we have also that he takes his brother's harmonica, which is definitely going to lead to a scene later in the show where he's just like... Burr, 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 in space, and then I they like have to, to talk about the harmonica. I think he doesn't know how to play oh, it, It would though. be great if he just sucked he at it. He just carries it around like, why do you carry that around? Do you play? No, I don't play. It's, it's my brother's. No, I don't play. Um, they all start going to the space battleship Yamato. Uh, there's, it's fun. The doctor is coming with them. The the frog doctor and he, his nurse is there. And once again, her only role is to be like, oh, you. There is no other purpose besides alcohol. Oh, you're so silly. Um. 
it's funny that the male outfits are all very, like, form, like, hiding or whatever, but the women outfits on the spaceship are just, like, super tight and, like... <laughs> they're, they're super tight and they outline body parts. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the men, like, the Kodai just has, like, a jacket on and, like, and he's talking to a woman. It's just, like, you are just, like... Like, this outfit forces you to just shove your breasts forward. <laughs> Uh, I think it even picks them up for you. Yeah. Uh, Kodai goes to the captain on the spaceship and he's like, why do I have this job? I have no qualifications at all. Oh, yeah. And the captain says uh, something about being responsible for his brother. Well, he's like, yeah, all the people we would have hired for this died when they attacked. And then he's like, yeah, I'm responsible for your brother's death. I like, so that happens where he's. (laughs) Cat's trying to break into the room. I like that he has that conversation and he's like, I am not like prepared. I am not qualified for this. And immediately walks out. He's like, I can do this. Like it was not a conversation. See, this job was going to be for your brother, but then I got him killed. And he's like, great, I can do this job. (laughs) My only thought is, uh, if I was in an organization where this is how they picked who would do those jobs, I I would definitely be like, oh, we're all going to die in space. (laughs) There's no reason to give him this position. Uh, All the people... The, like, chief crew all come together uh, on the bridge of the ship, where it is then revealed that they have, uh, they have a robot on the ship that is shaped like a garbage can. It's just R2-D2. It's just R2-D2, but it talks. Uh, I think you said they didn't have to, you know? Well, they didn't. <laughs> uh, they... They're just stealing from other movies. They are on the ship, and then they're like, so now this is the time to question, do we have enough power to start the ship? Well, they plug in the little thingy that was sent to them, and they're like, all right, we can start it. No, there's not enough power. (laughs) Then they have to search for more power. Well, all the people that are supposed to be leaving are already on the ship. Yeah, they're all... (laughs) Which begs the question... Why, why wouldn't you figure that out before you tell everyone what's going on? Yeah, it, it seems like the plan was not great. Uh, they also don't know how the ship works. No, no, they don't. In fact, so the main character, they go to the bridge. They get power by taking power from the entire rest of the planet. Like, all of the power. It on- just shows lights, like. Shutting down from everywhere. Yeah, yeah. They they take it from Earth. Earth's power goes to this. Uh, they're about to be hit by a missile, and then they're like, Oh, good, we have enough power. And the captain is like, Remove camouflage. And uh, the battleship that we saw at the beginning of the episode just The 200-year-old one. It falls apart, uh, and the Earth, like, ruptures beneath them, and a thing lifts out of it. And what lifts out of that ground? It, it's a flying ship it's a flying battleship it literally is just it looks like a boat that that, it has like a rudder yeah it has has a which that's not gonna help you turn in space no no that will do nothing in space (laughs) they're going so fast that the wind hits the um and uh that this is when they have their first combat thing and like 
I, I think I like is the the people who are in the bridge, the people who are in charge of flying this spaceship, are surprised that it's a spaceship. They've clearly had no training with the equipment in this ship, or ha with how to operate it. And the captain just starts giving orders like, Engage! The cat just broke in. Yeah. Uh, the captain starts giving orders like, Engage the thrusters! And I just wish his uh, Kodai's best friend had been when he got this command, like... I don't know how to do that. Where, which, which of these is the thrusters? Yeah, which, of, which of these is the thrusters? I have no idea how to operate this ship. But instead, they all just know exactly what to do. And they fire missiles at the bullet, and it blows up a good... Very, the, when they go to blow it up, I said right before... That is a little close to be blowing it up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it looks like it's right next to them when they're firing at it. And then they blow it up. And, and it, it blows up a sizable portion of the Earth's surface. Like it nukes <laughs> it, it, it's a nuke that like is extending off the planet's surface and spreading. Like it is a devastating explosive device. And the spaceship Ends up in the mushroom cloud of it's the explosion. It's in the explosion. And uh, it just, it leads me to question, like, why were they worried about this bullet at all? Clearly it doesn't do anything. Uh, because literally one of the lines is, not a scratch on it. Yeah. There's... And then the sea captain's like, good job, Kodai, specifically. Let's go to space. Then that's it. They fly off into space. And we get some, like, great, we get some great, like, music. Uh, again, like a great trumpet, kind of raspy, uh, fuzzy phonograph trumpet music. It's awesome. And yeah, they go, uh, the episode's called Towards a Sea of Stars, and that's how it ends. They they fly off toward a sea of stars. I guess it's time for us to rate, or not rate it, to give a out of 10 score. Yes. Yeah. I'm having a little hard time figuring out what to rate it. I mean, you got you got to go with your heart. Uh, what do you think I gave it? I think you gave it a 9 out of 10. Because last time you gave it a 10 out of 10. Yeah, and I wasn't going to give this one a 10 out of 10 either. Because that also, now that it's a competition, I also don't want to feel like I'm skewing the results. But if you like something that much, you can. I really did like this. I feel like the first episode gripped me more, so I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Mm, what do I you think, think I you gave it? it a 6 out of 10 because there's a garbage-shaped robot that says affirmative. I gave it a 7.6 out of 10. Oh, awesome. Okay, so I feel like this probably won't get eliminated unless, unless like, we get an unknown Studio Ghibli TV show on High Dive. <laughs> what won me over was the really bad word choice. Uh, which bad word choice? Well, specifically... <laughs> Our party guests have been served the punch immediately with... They've the, been neutralized. The enemies have been... In English, the enemies have been eliminated. That is... And yeah. also the fact that that one girl was... I want to be a... Like, fly. No, you're in accounting. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. Uh, I am still fully on board. I really hope that the other episodes of the shows we watch aren't aren't great just so star blazers makes it through but i guess we'll have to see uh next i guess do we have anything else we need to t talk about or no. are we doing uh star not star blazers we're gonna go watch <laughs> dance 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 episode two which is uh yeah 
Gonna go learn more about ballet dancing. All right. And then... <laughs> I'm still annoyed I like this show. It's so beautiful. It's so goddamn pretty. I it... absolutely adore the opening. Oh, the opening is so good. I like legitimately every time that he is just dancing, I start tearing up because I'm like, <laughs> he loves dancing so much. It's such a sweet show. Yeah. And actually, we watched an episode, and I went, what? Yeah. It's it, ending there, it, and uh, Rybert yeah. said, we could just watch another. Oh, no, I said, what I did say is we can just record another episode tomorrow so that we can watch it sooner rather than later. Same difference. Yeah, yeah, I did. I do want to watch more of it, which, oh. I'm I'm really really hoping that the high dive show we pick at the end sucks because I do want to watch more of these shows, and I think just based on the amount of things we're watching and six episodes, I don't think the three that we've picked so far are gonna. I don't know if I I can't believe all of them are gonna survive till the end, and I I will be devastated if like any of them as it stands right now get eliminated. Yeah. Uh, it's really gonna hurt. Uh, what would have the most devastating setup for this show? Absolutely, 100% would have been if we just did, no, we're not adding a new show and we have to eliminate one every time. Ah, uh, That would suck, right? Yeah. That would really Sorry, suck. but I would be definitely going for yours. You would be taking down Stars Blazer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be like... <laughs> you'd be like, no, it gets a one. <laughs> I will ruin your life to get rid of it. Yeah, uh, we have, uh, have we, have we talked about how canonically if a show is eliminated from this, uh, from this, the game, it, it the show is dead? Ha, you just lost the game. You just lost the game. You're gonna do this every episode. Just, Probably. Just like every time we put lemon juice in anything, I'm gonna go, well, we're not gonna get scurvy. Yeah. Every time. Every time, which is... Every day. Every day we put lemon juice in something. Uh, yeah, so a show is... So Kandagawa Jet Girls isn't just eliminated from this uh, from this thing. It's it's death game style. It's been put in a box and incinerated in front of all of the other shows. And they had to watch and be like... Snuggle. That could be us. What? Snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> you can't replace the word with snuggle. No, that's what I'm going to do. In fact, I'm going to go back in. Uh, you said to snuggle on the recording, so I'm just going to isolate that, and I'm going to replace me saying... With snuggle. With snuggle. Oh. Actually, say it again, really. Say, say, say it nicely. Say nice snuggle. Snuggle. There we go. That's, that's <laughs> the sound effect for when I swear from now on. <laughs> snuggle. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No. Uh, so this episode starts with uh, them going to attend Swan Lake. Well, it actually starts. Actually, sorry. <laughs> actually. <laughs> it starts with an explanation of Swan Lake. Yes. Uh, and then it shows them going. Her name is Miyako. I oh, I did not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. This is bad for describing shows, but I don't pick up on character names at all pretty much ever. Well, especially if it's sub, because I look down a lot. Yeah. 
to write notes, so, and then I have no idea who's who. I believe it's Miyako, but I'm just going to say the girl, because she's the only girl in the show that like is, that is significant. Yeah, and I'm going to call the main character the guy, and I'm going to call the uh, third character, who's another protagonist, the other guy. No, he's Luo. He's Luo. He gets a name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so she's... She's explaining the plot of, uh, of of Swan Lake. I'm not super familiar with Swan Lake. I am familiar with some of the music from it, but just not the like story of it. Um, I'm I'm familiar with uh, Barbie's version of Swan Lake. Ah, so. yes. Uh, so there's uh, what is, uh, so Siegfried is the prince, and he's in love with Odette. But then the evil magician Roths, Roth Rothbert. Uh, tricks him and makes him fall in love with Odile instead, I believe is the yeah. plot of Swan Lake. And that uh, that becomes significant because the characters start kind of trying to... Uh, fitting into the niches of the characters in Swan Lake or trying to or comparing themselves to... Well, not just that. She The Bane Girl's mom literally gave them those parts. Casts them as the characters in Swan Lake, yeah. So he, he goes to Swan Lake with her, and he's really excited because it's kind of like he, he feels like it's a date. And then he falls asleep watching it. And she's... The first act. The first act. She And she's she's ticked off because he's, like, not talking about it. He's just looking at his phone in between and stuff. A thing I'm sure you're she, in she, no way. She gets ticked off because he's answering her while yeah. he looks at her phone. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, he says that it's, it's like a thing he, he feels like he's watching a school recital. He does the very cruel thing of, uh, not cruel, but as a person who's gotten this feedback of, well, it looks like you were having fun, uh, for a performance that's devastating to hear. Yeah, oh, I've definitely said that when I don't like something. Yeah. Oh, you were having a great time. Uh, the you s- did that. The sets were amazing. Uh, you looked like you were having a good time. Or my 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 favorite of all time, and it's it. it I didn't understand fully what it meant until someone uh, said it to me, and then I was like, "Oh, I get this now." Uh, that was very brave. Is <sighs> is is uh, a way for someone to say that it wasn't good, but they could see that you took a big risk. That's what it means when someone tells you that your work was very brave. <laughs> I think my go-to one for saying things is, you did that. It was a thing. It, it happened. It happened. <laughs> Which it is was very like time. It is very... <laughs> It was an amount of time of my life I was here for. <laughs> <laughs> the girl, she also says that her mom's basically given up. Oh, no, she's she's like, uh, I attend ballet school. I attend another ballet school because, um, and my mom doesn't ask too much commitment out of me because she's basically given up on me already, yeah. is what she says. Uh, she meets her other ballet school friends. Uh, her mother used to teach at the ballet school she goes to as well, uh, and... This is when, uh, it's not really said explicit. Or it is actually said explicitly. He feels like he doesn't fit into the culture of ballet. It It's said when all her other classmates say he doesn't look like he's in ballet. Yeah, he doesn't look like it. And she's and like, he's yeah. the only one wearing jeans. Yeah. He's just, he doesn't really, because he hasn't been immersed in it. Like, he doesn't know the things you should or shouldn't do or how you should dress when attending a show. Like, he doesn't. He just doesn't fit in. He, he feels like an outsider. 
and then he sees an awesome dance that like he sees blows uh, his mind. Yeah, he sees the three leads of the thing, which are uh, Odile, Siegfried, and Rothbart. Uh, come out and dance, and he literally <laughs> stands up when it's done, and she's like, get down, you're not supposed to stand up right now. <laughs> uh, and then he says, like, those three dancers in particular feel like they were, like, just such a step above what what the other people were doing. Uh, and then he runs away. When they're leaving, he says, anyway, gotta go, God. and just takes off. Yeah, and he runs to the park because he wants to try out the dances he saw because he's so inspired by it. And, and he, as he goes to do them, he sees the girl. Yeah, she starts. She just starts dancing in front of him. She like, starts humming and dancing, yeah. which I thought was so adorable. It was really cute. It's a really nice, and by the way, once again, just every... We're not going to say it for every scene because every scene in this show is animated so gorgeously and the color composition is so beautiful. And But like this scene in particular stuck out to me because it's like a nighttime, like moon's glow illuminating a park uh, scene. And it was just gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and then she starts dancing. This is, I think, no, uh, a lot of the Swan Lake stuff is, is significant. But she starts dancing and he notes... That she seems like she should be more of an Odette, the girl who gets ultimately left uh, in Swan Lake. But she's dancing like Odile, like the one. I thought it was get... the other way around. Is it that oh, is way? It? I thought it was that way. Well, if anyone knows Swan Lake more, feel free to write in and tell me I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, I actually don't remember and we just finished watching this. We're going to have to start watching ballet. It's going to be a thing. We're going <laughs> to... <laughs> I've I've watched ballet. I have to. <laughs> I've I've watched a whole performance. Yeah. And well, it was a couple performances and it was in Europe somewhere mm. I forget. Um so it was it was a real deal. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts is one of them fell in the hole in the floor and then they shut it. And then they put a flower like as if flowers were growing. They put like grass and little flowers and then like the second person fell in the floor and they put more flowers and so that was my favorite part of the whole ballet thing that is delightful <laughs> uh so then uh she's like let's dance together um and he tries to <laughs> with, lift her with no warning just yeah. grabs her and tries to lift her and then she falls on top of him and starts laughing and he's and he gets embarrassed he's embarrassed and she's like you need to train to lift people <laughs> like that's a thing but i just love her face when he goes to lift her because she is so confused on yeah. what's happening yeah she was not expecting him to just lift her up like they saw in the in the show uh, and then he goes uh, to the studio the next day, and the teacher has given him uh, ballet clothes, and he comes out and he's like, what's with these pervy clothes? And he's wearing his dance belt on the outside, um, <laughs> which I don't know if anyone is familiar with. If, you, if you're not familiar with a dance belt, it's basically a thing that you wear underneath your tights to hide your genitals. Keeps uh, your junk in place. Yeah, it keeps your junk in place. There... Uh, they can be uncomfortable because it is basically like wearing a thong with a thicker padding on the front. Like, that's... Well, and it's it's meant to hold everything. Yeah. So it doesn't flop Move. around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I've had to wear dance belts before and it's 
too much. It's a thing. Too much. I didn't ever need to know that. <laughs> now, now the world knows. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the world knew anyway. But it's not <laughs> <laughs> going. You go to a you go to a ballet show. And you're like that guy's wearing a dance belt. What a loser! <laughs> it really when you watch ballets and like specifically the men sometimes you think is that dad's belt doing anything no yeah because, sometimes it's pretty because it's very defining like yeah. what is happening there yeah. i think his dance belt is accentuating <laughs> yeah uh okay so she finds out that the girl is cousins with luo uh I, yeah well, that's what the school says that they're cousins. Like, oh, yeah, but she says it later on as well. Oh, okay. Um, then this makes it weird. Yeah, it does. Uh, then uh, what? He he tries to dance with her, but he's so um, nervous. The main character. Because huh? yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, the main character tries to dance with her, but he's so nervous because he has a crush on her. Uh, so he doesn't like touching her. Makes him really, really nervous and uncomfortable so he keeps claw gripping her in practice yeah. and she just goes ow and then she's always like oh sorry and she's like it's okay let's work hard <laughs> that's that's her motto yeah uh they point out that he has perfect ballet feet yes uh which is a big thing and it's they do it while he is just doing a full split and holding both his feet off the ground and like flexing them uh and then he he he! I think he's kind of like egged on by the fact that they said he has perfect ballet feet, so he just runs to the studio in the middle of the night because he wants to. Well, and he's he, also he's <laughs> looking at his feet and he keeps thinking about her mm-hmm. and lifting her, and then he goes, "I can do it!" and just runs. I want to practice. Yeah, so he, he goes to practice in the middle of the night, uh, and then he sees Luo dancing uh, in the studio because he's just peering in through a window, and Luo sees him and just casually. Walks into another room and hides. Yeah, uh, kind of like our cat. And then a policeman stops. Like, what are you doing? Get up! Uh, and the the head of the studio comes, and she's like, "Why were you here in the middle of the night? Do you remember what he said to that?" Oh, hormones. Hormones. <laughs> yeah. He was like, "Well, uh, uh, hormones," and she just doesn't respond to that. <laughs> I guess I won't question this. <laughs> He's honest. I'll give him that. <laughs> uh, they start referring, him and the girl start referring to each other by first name basis so he, that he gets more comfortable with her. But he has a hard time saying her name still? Yeah, yeah. He like he says it in like eight syllables. <laughs> uh, the Luo, Which is like a good time that we could have picked up and remembered her name. It would have been great. I think it's Miyako. <laughs> And I really don't know. Uh, I'll get better at this, maybe. I'll just write their names at the beginning of everything, maybe. Or I won't. I'm lazy. I'm a lazy we'll person. Uh, Luo, aggressive ballet walks into the room. Like, he just he's doing, like, the thing where you turn your foot sideways and walk forward. And he just walks but, into the room like that. And it's very... Aggressive? As in heavy-footed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an asserting dominance ballet walk. Uh, and he shows her, uh, he's been struggling to do a move called Attitude Poche Promenade. And uh, then he demonstrates, uh, Luo demonstrates it with Miyako. And uh, it's very, like, touchy. And then in the end, they, like, kind of wrap in an embrace. And it freaks him the hell out. 
Um, what's his, she his starts blushing and he makes note of her blushing. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, I, I wrote down devastating embrace. He uh, leaves not long after that. Well, first he goes, this guy's the, why am I Rothbart? This guy's the prince. He's too small to be the prince. Uh, and oh, then, yeah. and then, uh, the main character approaches him kind of angrily and he actually like flinches and like covers his Luo face. Luo flinches. Luo flinches. Uh, which led me to postulate the theory that he's been abused. Which isn't necessarily wrong, because later we do find out he had a very strict dance yes, teacher. Yes, uh, yeah, the Miyako says that his dance teacher was very strict, and I feel like that is the implication that his dance teacher, like, hit him and stuff. Uh, which I guess... I mean, his dance teacher also hits him, but not, like, I feel like Luo's dance teacher, it's like... It's for comedic effect, Like, not... punched him and, like, caused, he... like, serious harm yeah. to him. Uh, uh, he then, because he's so um, upset by how they were t- uh, touching, he, he, like, makes a commitment to actually not hurt her when they're, like, grasping and, and stuff. He does good the first little bit, and then yeah. all of a sudden she says, Ow! What's well, Because Luo is just stretching and, like, Staring. holding intense eye contact with him the whole time. Uh, and yeah, yeah, then he grips her once or twice. Uh, they go, he walks home with Miyako. Uh, and... Yeah, she said he had a... Luo had a strict teacher and he wanted to quit. Uh, she says also that she was like, I thought you would make really good friends with Luo because you make friends with everybody and he's really bad with people. So partly I asked you to dance because I also thought you two would get along well and become friends. And that makes him super jealous because now he feels like he's not wanted. Well, he, he says, do you like him? Yeah, and she blushes. And he gets sad and leaves. Yeah. And then stops. He doesn't go to... Th- Three she, practices? She does deny that she likes him, but he doesn't believe her. Well, because she's blushing. She's she blushing. Says, she says, yeah. why would you ask me that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, and then uh, he, he uh, his friend tries to hit on her because his friend thinks she's cute. Uh, his friend is just a guy. He jumps on his back and he's like, hi, I'm I'm this person. And then, uh, and then uh, later on he says, he starts skipping lessons. I just said that. Oh, yeah, sorry. He starts skipping lessons. He's also still skipping his martial arts lessons as well. Uh, and he and his friend decide they should form a band. Well, that's when, he, yeah, he walks in when his friend is sitting down and just starts going. Tell you no. No, not even, it did not even sound like a yeah, talk. He, he was like, going, bow, 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 yeah, bow, yeah. bow. And his friend goes, what sound is that? <laughs> and then they just start laughing. Yeah. Uh, so he, he, he and his friend say they should start a band. So he's just kind of devastated. It was a big deal uh, early on when his feet, when they point out his feet, he, he seems very, very happy about the statement, uh, ballet wants me. I think that well, because big... then he gets a voicemail from his mm. martial arts, yeah, um, teacher, and um, they're asking for him, and he gets really excited because he says, "It's not just ballet that wants me." Yeah, this thing wants me too. But I think the thing that upsets him is he feels like maybe Miyako doesn't want him, and that's well, yeah. And she wants Luo, and that's, like, why he's so fixated on these other things that may, quote-unquote, want him. And then he does an awesome dance in the street it in the was nighttime. 
beautiful and it had a cool song. Yeah, it had like modern music to it. It with, was like, so good. I I don't like I feel like you should just watch this show first of all. Just watch it. And also, if you don't watch it, just watch the dances because they're great. They're such good animation. Oh my god. If you watch the opening, I feel like you'll just want to watch the rest of the show. Unless you got some weird toxic masculinity thing where you say, ew, pink. This episode, like, he does... He doesn't have... The first episode was really, really about him overcoming a lot of his, like, toxic masculine assumptions about things. And this one didn't focus on that as much. But there was also a lot going on, so it's... Oh, I just mean the listeners. Yeah, I... I if yeah, they I, got that yeah. going on, they're not gonna like yeah. the opening. What do you mean they're dancing? Yeah! There's pink! Yeah. Uh, so I'm... I'm I don't know. I'm pretty... In, uh, that's all my notes. Uh, it you... ends with so oh. Luo has not showed up to school all year. Yeah, and it ends with Luo showing up after our main character has missed like three lessons. Yeah, and like I, I don't know what what I my assumption is Luo is in part going to try and convince him to do more stuff. I think I don't think he's going to convince him. I think he's going to antagonize him more, and that's what's going to feed his. <laughs> that's going to make him want to come back. The last note I had is. This episode focused really heavily on eyes. Yeah, yeah, it did. And I made note of how detailed everyone's eyes are. Mm, everyone's eyes are super, super detailed. It's... God, the art is just so good. It's such a nice thing to look at. We, uh... I hope this one doesn't get eliminated. But yeah, let's give it its score, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I think you gave it an 8. I gave it an 8, and I think you gave it a 9.2. I gave it an 8.7. 8.7, okay. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. In the same vein as Star Blazers, I didn't like it as much as the first episode, because I think that its first episode made me want to, like, cry every three minutes uh and it's wasn't not to say i didn't like it was just a very strong first episode this was a great episode of the show too i enjoyed pretty much every second of it i just first episodes of both star blazers and dance dance dancer feel like real high bars to me how about you um i don't have the same feeling yeah but i also i kind of like them equally because they bring two different things um i'm not a first episode type of person either a lot of first episodes turn me off like like that i feel like i have to watch multiple things to actually like something most of the time no i know what i mean is like just in general first episodes i just i'm not a first episode person yeah because it's kind of the setup Mm mm-hmm so I'm just never... You want to get into, like, the meat of what's happening, kind of. Yes. Like, you, you you don't want everything to be, like, introductions or... Well, and all first episodes are. Yeah, they have to Except be. Except Kokoku, for some reason. Kokoku was like, Kukoku yeah. Kokoku yeah. literally <laughs> just throws you in the middle of nowhere. Sink or swim. <laughs> uh, okay, great. So those are the scores. I liked, I liked this one. Yes, we're going to go watch some... I hope Kokoku is... Is good enough. I hope Kokoku beats the other high dive show. 
Well, we'll see. We'll see how we feel after episode two. You know, I'm just thinking about this now, but format-wise, it might make more sense if it's a competition to watch the High Dive show for, or, like, the new show first so that it, like, we don't have the other episodes to compare it to. That doesn't make sense. Either way, it doesn't matter. Never mind. We've already watched an episode, so we would already be comparing them. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, we're going to go watch Kokoku uh, and see if the, the the show really maintains... You gave the first episode a 9? Um, an eight. It was the highest score you gave last episode. I gave it an 8.4. 8.4, and that was the high. So, so far the second episode of Dance Dance Dancer is the only thing you've given that beats that score. Yes, and I rated Dance, 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 or the first episode was an 8. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I guess we'll see how the second episode of Kokoku holds up. All right. Wah! No. <laughs> and then? <laughs> okay, we watched Kokoku episode 2. What did you think about it? I still don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Episode two, titled The Second Moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. I'm also... It, it's it, it, it leaves me in the same place as the first one, where it's like, man, this could really live or die with how they, how they settle some of these questions. But it did answer more questions than I expected initially, like right off the bat. And I like the answers. I do, yeah. They make it... They lead to further questions, but they're also questions that are still intriguing. So... If you remember from the first episode, it ends with them being attacked by these guys. Yeah, some uh, people who can move in the stasis world attack them. And episode two starts with them having a meeting before stasis happens. Yeah, the people who attack them are having a meeting, and they're talking about the true master stone. Uh, so they're a cult. Yeah, they're a cult. It, it is funny. You pointed out that it, it's possible that some of these people may not have known this information, and that's true. But I do love... I love expositional scenes in shows where people are talking about, like, this this book or this stone is our object of worship, and our teachings have been passed down since this age, and people call us a cult. But they're saying this to a meeting room full of people who are in the cult, who, like... You can at least maybe assume a lot of them might already know this. So I, I love the idea of like, as we all know, this is the thing we like. Like, imagine going to a church and someone being like, as we are all aware in this church, the cross is a symbol that represents Jesus. I don't think this one is as much as a, as you know because they're also like formulating a plan. Yes, they. So are. they're, um. In school, you know, when you're learning something, they do a little, well, this is the summary of what we got Yeah, so they're far. actually, like, recapping. It, yeah, it's not, it, it's not a thing, like, where it takes you out of it, like no. it, it does another. The greatest, it's whatever that movie was, where they're in a classroom, and the teacher walks into the class, and there's one woman taking the class, and he's like, as we all know... Women, women can't be exorcists. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as we all know, is if you're writing something and you find yourself using that sentence, it's not to say there's no purpose for that sentence to be used, but maybe just think about it. 
Just think about the fact that you're saying, as we all know. Because well, what it if, means if you're, is... If you're saying it because you're trying to communicate what's happening to the audience... Yeah. You're being lazy. That's poor writing. You're being a lazy writer if but you're if doing that. But if it's for... I don't know, recap to the people that you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. Or you can even have it be a, like, a guided thing where a character could be saying, as we all know, as a pointed, like, I can't believe you don't know this kind of thing. Too. Like, yeah. there's a, there are ways to use it. But if it's used to communicate things to an audience, yeah. if, it's just lazy. If you could end this, if you could end the scene where a character says that with a character saying, yeah, I know, why are you telling me this? Uh, then you are being a lazy writer. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, they, they, they say they're, they're a cult, basically. They say people call them a cult, which is exactly what cults say. Um, it's safe to confirm yeah. they are a cult. They uh, We go to now the moment when the people were beating them up. One of the guys uh, threatens their uh, the little kid, the nephew, and uh, suddenly a giant thing shows up behind him. Which in the first episode we knew as the Herald. The Herald. Uh, the people specifically attacking them called it the Herald. The grandpa then calls it the Handler, and that was confusing for a few minutes. Because we were like, did we mishear it? But the Herald is the cult version. Yeah. Uh, so the ha- the Handler... Herald, the hand, the hand Herald, uh, <laughs> grabs the head of the guy threatening the kid and just squishes it and crushes his skull. And, and this then, is a cool thing we find out. Yeah. Uh, Everything that's not a person freezes no matter what. Mm-hmm. So blood splattering? Yeah. Freezes. The blood coming out of his head as it's crushed just stalls in midair. Yeah, it's, it's so cool. Um... We find out that the handler, the grandpa, uh, then escapes with her. They leave the father behind because they can't help him. Uh, the, but the main character, not the handler. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the grandpa and the main character escape. And the grandpa's like, so what the handler does is it shows up and punishes people who don't follow the rules. We don't know all the rules, though, so we yeah. could possibly have that happen. We could break the rules at any time without knowing it, because, yeah, we don't know them. We know one of the rules is don't harm people who are frozen. It seems so far like the Handler, or the Herald, the Hand Herald, mm, the hand, protects the hand herald. people that are not in stasis. Yes, that, that seems to be its main thing. But I'm sure there's going to be another scene where they find out more rules and then have to use that to, like, survive situations and stuff. Um, oh, uh, so uh, the grandpa also reveals that he can't teleport, uh, which was his power. He can't tell. He can only teleport with people who can move in the stasis world. He can't teleport with frozen people, so he can't solve their problem with teleportation. They call them stalled people. Stalled, yeah, he calls them stalled. Um, oh yeah, the cult is called the Genuine Love Society, which is such a great <laughs> cult name. When uh, the grandpa and the main character are coming up with a plan, mm-hmm. she wants to learn how to teleport. She does. Uh, she wants to learn how to teleport, and then she just goes like, and she can't and do she it. And she can't. And the grandpa says neither could his grandpa, mm-hmm. and his theory is you have to bond with the soul, essentially, yeah, that touches the you. The jellyfish thing that flew into you. 
The jellyfish thing is a soul, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. We, we kind a of find that of out. soul of the dead. So, yeah, what we... because And we find that out because uh, we cut back and it does the moment where the handler kills the guy again. Uh, because the grandpa says... Actually, the grandpa says that the handlers are ancestors that uh, screwed around in the stasis world and found out. They fucked around and found out. Uh, and, they, you know, bad things happen to them, and that's what they turn into. And she's like, that's ridiculous. That would never happen. Uh, we immediately cut to the guy's head getting squished, and when his head gets squished, one of those soul thing fly, things flies out of his body, and it goes into the body of the stalled brother, the brother who had been kidnapped. And he wakes up. And he wakes up, yeah. Which is uh, also very cool. But this poor man cool. has a... Uh, no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So he, he just he's... thinks everyone's dead. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a sec. But then there's also, there's this mysterious black-haired woman who's familiar with the stasis world, who's working with the cult. Uh, and we don't really know what her deal is yet, but she's There's a around. flashback to a woman and a kid carrying a puppy. Yeah, yeah, it's her. I feel like it's her. And she's like, finally, I'm back after 17 years. And then she stares at grass. Yeah. the grass is... But Still. she sees a girl who's, like, dragging a puppy, and you can't quite tell if, like, I felt like she was, like, gonna eat it like she was finding food or something in the stasis world but the girl dragging the puppy says leave and then the jellyfish leaves the body and like so i i'm assuming but she's it been pushed says out there's leave to there's another grown woman staring at the kid yeah oh yeah you're right and there it is. leaves the grown woman yeah it does not the kid yeah so i feel like it pushed someone out of the stasis world so there's someone who presumably has that ability maybe um now my absolute favorite part mm -hmm. of this is when the grandpa and the main character is talking about yeah. teleportation and he goes to show um he sure himself does. doing it and he what he wants to do is teleport on top of this playground yeah onto a slide uh, like onto the platform above a slide but when he does it he pops up above the slide <laughs> and he just Fall, like, his feet land on the slide and he just smashes his face into it and slides down. And then he says, it's a bit hard to control. We can't depend on this too much. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the best part of the episode to me as well. Also because it was such a serious moment. Yeah. Yeah, that was a very well-placed comedy. It hasn't really had a too much comedy. Yeah. So it's just great. Most I will say most of this episode... Is, is people explaining things. That's pretty much most of what actually happens. So the, But the, interesting ones. It is. No, and the, the things they're explaining are so cool. Like, the grandpa explains uh, a way to think of this stasis world is because they've frozen in a particular instant of time. If time were to pass any amount, even like a, a millisecond, even less than a millisecond, it would actually be a different stasis world they entered. So he says, basically, if we want to do our plan where we save uh, the brother and the nephew, all we have to do is leave, wait a second, and come back, and the people who are in this present stasis world won't be here anymore. Because it's a totally different place. Different stasis? It's so cool. That's such a cool way to conceptualize it. They make a plan. Yes, they do. Uh, uh, he says he's going to go... Save the dad. Save the dad. And she is going to go get the rock that brought them into stasis. Yep, so she starts uh, running home, and then Gramps starts uh, skulking about and finding out where the cult is. 
He sees the dad in a cage, and it's a cage that's hilarious. They're dragging him on a wheeled cage, and it has three sides with bars on it, but one side is completely open. So it's just like, I don't know what good that cage is doing. He's handcuffed, but he could just he roll could, over. Yeah, he, like, the, the bars are not preventing an escape attempt. The several people around him are. Why, why didn't you just put him in a wagon? Uh, the cult, uh, the cult leaders are talking to each other, and, like, one of them is like, well, our plans are gonna fall apart, because we can't murder people in stasis. Uh, we just aren't capable of doing that. And, uh, while they're having this conversation, there's another cool frozen time thing. Oh, so they're drinking some type of... It looks like either water or a soft drink. I think it's a soft drink because it's yeah. green. Yeah. But when the guy squishes the water bottle, it stays in the squished form. Mm-hmm. And that's when we noted the liquid is also solid. So they're just biting chunks out of they're the They're biting drink. chunks of liquid. And when he squeezes the bottle, it just stays crushed he... too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. It's really cool. <laughs> Um, oh, and then he tries to light a cigarette, and he's like, oh yeah, we can't have fire in here. He tries to light it a couple times, and then he, uh, this is a, as we all know, moment, though, Mm -hmm. because he says, oh yeah, I forgot, fire doesn't work. Otherwise, we would have brought weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Or firearms. The other guy is talking to the cult leader, turns to him, no shit. I think he just says, yeah. (laughs) Um, He talks about how this woman, like, I don't think they fully trust the woman, but he's like, she knows this place, she's familiar, she's been in stasis before. And that's when she talks about being kicked out for uh, 12 years. Um, oh, and then they say they're going to do experiments with the Herald to see what they can get away with. So they're probably going to start sacrificing their mercenaries to, like... Well, yeah, because they specifically say, uh, that's why we have these people Mm -hmm. to use. Oh, and they note that it was, um, in the notes, uh, in the book and in the woman's reference to it, they used to be bigger, too. The Heralds have gotten smaller as time has passed. Yeah. Um, and that's also a thing they're going to experiment with, apparently. Uh, this, we do, uh, the brother wakes up, or, like, everyone's gone, so the brother starts moving, and he goes over to his nephew, and it, it's actually really sad, because he thinks he's dead, because he, he can't find a pulse. He can't find a pulse, uh, he listens for a heartbeat, he, like, does one push on his chest. Yeah. And then I think he realizes, says, I don't Please. know. Yeah, I think he, he he does one push, and then I think he's like, I don't actually know how to do CPR. And he says, I gotta get you to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And picks him up and just starts running. Yeah, and I feel really bad, because like, he feels so bad. Like He feels like he's failed his nephew. He flashes back. T- there's, there's, oh, yeah. He flashes back to letting go of his hand. Yeah. In the first episode, and yeah. he... Blames himself. Yeah, he feels he feels really guilty for that. Um, this episode does, I, I will say, as a knock against this episode, it does resort most blatantly in the scene we're about to describe to just summarizing things that have already happened. It did a lot of flashbacks. She she flat like she's walking home and then she's like she literally has a statement that's like, "Wow, I can't believe it. We entered the stasis world." And then found people who were moving. And then we saw a herald. 
and now we need to save... And, like, she just summarizes everything we already have known in the last episode and a half. And, and like, that... Not I, only that, they use a lot of images we've already seen. Yeah, yeah, they do the animation saving technique of showing footage that's already been made. But they were showing images from the episode we were watching. That we were watching already, (laughs) yeah. And then on top of it, like, I think it made more sense when they flashed back to the head crushing again because we didn't see the soul thing and they wanted that to be a reveal. But this one does have more reuse of things uh, than the last episode did. Mainly because the last episode didn't have things it could reuse. It was the first episode. Uh, So there is a decent amount of summary in this episode. Not to the point where I was, like, really irritated with it, but I could see being annoyed if that keeps happening. Yeah, I I wasn't too thrown off by it. I just kind of assumed something big is going to happen. Yeah, they're saving up for a fight. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The grandpa enters the cult headquarters and he finds that they were videotaping the family as they were going going into stasis. Yeah. Um, so he knows that they were watching them, and then this is when he pieces together, oh shit, they probably want our magic stone. Yes, and then, surprise, surprise, Yeah, they have taken the, magic the stone. stone. Yeah, so she shows up at the house, the grandpa's rushing because he wants to save her, uh, she shows up at the house, there's just a guy there, and she just, like, bonks him in the face, and he, kind of incapacitates he goes, him. He goes, bah! Yeah, yeah, and she's like... <laughs> Bam! <laughs> uh, and then she finds the stone is gone. There is a bit of discomfort where uh, they've captured her and they're talking about what to do with her. I think you can fill in the blanks. And there's one guy that really wants to hardcore snuggle. Yeah, he wants to snuggle against her will. But then they have... I, d- I don't love... I guess there are, these are shitty people, so we can kind of assume some of them would think this way. And I do think the reason they introduce one person wanting, they shut him down. Like, they tell him he outright can't do that. And Uh, they give reasons, which is weird. And I think, I think the reason they had him introduce that idea is so they can deliver another exposition. It's it's a a way of avoiding an as you, as we all know, because the guy says, I want to do that. And then someone's like, we can't leave evidence at any of the crime scenes. Not even this Not or this, this. Not this bodily, not blood, not this bodily fluid. We can't leave evidence. This is not what we're, like, we're explicitly <laughs> instructed to not do this. It, it's weird because then the guy want, says, let's just put a blanket down or something. Yeah. And then someone says, wow, you really want to leave evidence behind. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which so is like, such a weird... There's probably less uncomfortable ways to bring up that thing, but, well, like, that is... they also, I guess... Specifically why they don't want to leave evidence behind is they want the family to just disappear. Yeah, yeah, they want to vanish them. Yes. Um, okay, so yeah, but then what they're doing, the thing that I, I like, it, it is legitimately horrifying the way they need to kill her. Because uh, they're trying to kill her, they want to get rid of her. Is one guy's just holding down her legs and another guy is sitting on her chest and just choking her. Yeah, and it... The episode literally ends with her going, are they going to kill me? And then she, her hand goes limp and that's the end of the episode. And I think I, do you recall what you said when it ended that way? Because it's basically what you said when Dance Dance Danceur ended too. What? (laughs) Because both of them are big cliffhangers. Yeah. Where Star Blazers was like, all right, we're going to see some of the space adventure (laughs) next episode. Star Blazers ended with... And off we go. And the adventure begins. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. 
So that was uh, that was Kokoku. I once again, I will be heartbroken if we lose any of these shows. All right, let it. What are let's let's do our little rating here. What did I put? Seven point six. You are point one off. I put seven point five. Ah. Oh. I put seven point five. I thought once again, I thought it was good. I'm still really intrigued. The flashback is probably what took it out for me. But they had such cool. The sci-fi concept of freezing time and the way they talk about it is really cool. The amount of detail they go into yeah. where the drinks, they never acknowledge the drinks either. No, no, no one points it out. It's just an awesome thing that's happening. You just see the crushed bottle and yeah. like liquid kind of squeezed out of it. Yeah, the detail work in this show Blood is fantastic. Splattering. When they break things, peop- like things mm-hmm. shatter, but then they freeze while they shatter. I can't remember if we mentioned it in the first episode, but there was a thing I really appreciated in the first episode as well. Uh, was they have a conversation where one, like, they have to yada yada some stuff because uh, if you don't, then it literally doesn't make sense. And a character does go, how can we walk around right now? The oxygen particles should be frozen. Wouldn't we have to push through those? And, the, like, that one makes sense because it's just like the grandpa has to be like, yeah, we don't have a show if that happens, so that doesn't happen, <laughs> right? Like, But, like, they even thought about that concept and they think to bring it up because it's interesting to talk about uh yeah they just they the detail in the show is is phenomenal it's so good yeah okay i think think you gave it uh maybe a nine because you're worried i'm gonna eliminate it accidentally i gave it an 8.2 8.2 okay yeah that's i can see that the flashbacks really took off point two from your score it took off a couple points but the show itself is still the, so intriguing. The show, I, I, I also want to go into my rating says, I will not, I do not consider anything above a five to be bad. That is my rating system. Like nothing above five is bad. And then it is just gradations of not bad. And if it's, if it's below five, then I'm going to go jet girls. Then yeah. it gets a negative. If, it yeah, doesn't make it exactly, to the numbers. Exactly. If it is below five. Then that is uh, me saying it is gradations of it being below average in quality. Like, that's that's my score. So anything, if I give something a six, it means I'm still inclined to like it more than I am inclined to dislike it. Guess what time it is. It's time for us to pick the new show. And it's coming off a high dive. Okay, it's coming off a high dive. And uh, we're even being real particular about this, even though it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to pick... Uh, actually, who picked Kandagawa Jet Girls? I think we should both pick a number. We should both pick a number. Oh, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Okay, yeah, I love that. Uh, so one of us will pick how far down we go, and one of us will pick how uh, cross we go. We're starting at Kandagawa Jet Girls in the dubbed streaming anime section of High Dive. Uh, this time... We are going to check to make sure that it is both dubbed and it is the first season of something. And yep. if it's not, we'll just go and do another number roll uh, so we don't have a Kokoku where we just show up and we're like, we watched something else. <laughs> okay, uh, so which do you want to pick? Do you want to pick first or second? I'll pick 12 down. 12 down, and I will pick four across. Four. We were so close to Parasite the Maxim. That yeah, which is a show we've watched, but instead oh, we're no. watching instead we're watching the television series Pat Labor the Mobile Police. 
<laughs> it's a high dive exclusive. Uh, okay, it has four and a half stars on high dive, seven point six seven out of ten on uh, the my anime list. Uh, yeah, let's just describe it. Oh my god, just read it. Uh, first of all, came it. Guess what year this came out in? Original air date ninety eight. 89. Oh, weird. Yeah, that was that was weird. Uh, <laughs> Just okay. the invert. <laughs> to combat the illegal use of labors, the police use advanced patrol labor units known as pat labors to take threats head on. Join the 2nd Special Vehicles Division on their crime-fighting mission. Well, I have a pretty good guess of what show is not making it to the next. <laughs> um, remember... If it's below a certain date, there's a good chance it doesn't make it yes, on my... Yes, we did discover once that the year that movies become old, according to K-Mit, <laughs> is uh, 1999, and uh, we do have a specific period of months where it became old as well. Uh, so, this is a 1989 anime about battle mechs, it seems. Oh, no. Mystery and thriller, mecha, drama, action and adventure, science fiction. And, uh, yeah, it seems like it has a dub, so we're gonna go watch Pat Labor, the Mobile Police. I like if it's Pat Labor. Pat Labor. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, here we go. And then... I'm sorry, but Space Battleship Yamato has got to go. No, hey, hey, listen, <laughs> I hate to say it. But I think Kokoku has the lowest score, so I'm pretty sure it's going to get eliminated. Uh, I'm pretty sure that... Also, it's not Pat Labor, it's Pat Labor. Pat Labor. The mobile police. Uh, oh my god. Uh, so, yeah, let's just get right into... So, uh, the... uh, before mm -hmm. anything, I noted nine seconds in... Mm -hmm. Nine seconds. So when we, our sound wasn't like going the first yeah. nine seconds. And I just wrote nine seconds in. Absolutely not. <laughs> but then we had to restart it. Yeah, because the sound wasn't going. So we turned on the sound and not even nine seconds in, it goes, labor. Labor. Uh, so yeah, in, in the future, there are robots called Labor. Pat Labor. Well, no, that's the specific one. Oh, the police ones. Uh, or yeah, police ones are called Pat Labors. But like, there's just uh, mechs called Labors, and they make industrial work a lot easier, but they make criminal activity a lot easier too, I guess. Although, like, the criminal activity we see in the show seems to not really be... It uh, seems like a person doing, like, vandalism, basically. No, because the at the beginning that person's a criminal. Yeah, know? but they're just breaking stuff. Like they're not doing. They, they, it doesn't they seem could like be they harming people. We don't know. We didn't see the whole thing. Mm, could be. Maybe uh, they were using it to break into a bank. Uh the <laughs> they could have. Yeah. Uh the OP is just faces and pictures of the robot, and the lyric "So never cry" shows up in it. And just do 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 yeah. do. Uh, the opening, the first, like, actual scene of the show is an incredibly slow pan to a shrine. And then an incredibly slow shot of pigeons. Oh, that's... I, I promised myself I'd know one thing I liked in this show. Yeah. 
The pigeons. You liked the pigeons? <laughs> they actually did yeah. something. And then they ate. There's a woman at the shrine, and the pigeons fly away, and then like ten seconds later, a robot shows up. And she's like, ah, oh, what's this country coming to? And it's a criminal robot. And then it breaks the shrine gate. Uh, and then in a, but the, don't worry. Cause the, the noble pat labor police force is waiting with their own robot in a playground. <laughs> and he takes him on and then, uh, by kicking once and his foot getting caught by the enemy kicks robot. Once, his foot gets caught and then the robot just walks forward and pushes it backwards and falls on him. And then when the, it's being fixed, the the pat labor, yeah. the guy says, this one looks like it's been through war. It got pushed into like... Yeah. It, okay, that that I I specifically wrote down that line too because the dialogue exchange is uh, the guy in charge uh, as they're approaching as the guy in charge is approaching the guy mechanic working on it goes like this looks like it's been through a war and then the guy in charge immediately says how does it look and he says it looks bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so funny. It's. Just, uh, I, I I just heard a bird. What do you hear? A Some bird. Type of feathery bee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, they just start. Uh, a guy, the captain of the police squad, is talking. He's like, "God, the people who work for me suck at this." Because uh, the guy who was piloting the thing isn't a good pilot, but also their their labor is a piece of shit too. So they have an old one that sucks, and the person driving it also sucks. Uh, and he starts smoking, which is always just kind of shocking when you see now. It's like, character's like, yeah, just going to casually light up the cigarette indoors. Except he didn't light it. No, he didn't. He just put it in his mouth. He just really awkwardly used his whole hand to shove it in his mouth <laughs> yeah. really slowly. Uh, and then this young woman shows up, and she's late for an assessment to drive a labor and she's running around and she gets lost and she's like, I don't know where the assessment is. And she's like, she's like young and spunky and got a lot of moxie, you know? And terrible with direction. Yeah. Awful with the person, probably not a person you'd want as a police officer if she can't find her way around places. Uh, oh, and then uh, the, I, I assume the male focus is a character named Azuma and he's just like a, no discern discernible personality besides hating his co-worker and he sees her and it plays music that is instantaneously Slow like bram, 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 bram. and it means he's in means he is it plays music that means that he is in love with her immediately and then she's like, hey, do you do this job? And he's like, I do. And she's like, cool, I want to. Not just that, she recognizes him. And yeah. says, when I was a child, I wanted to be you. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes that weird. Yeah. Uh, also, she looks like she is 10. <laughs> like, she... <laughs> I get... She's... I think she's coded... She's supposed to be coded as probably, like, just out of high school or, like, a young adult. She does. She looks like a child. Uh... Okay, so they uh, are showing... Uh, Azuna and the uh, the pilot who sucks 
The new robot that came in, it's called an Ingram, and immediately it's on a truck bed and someone steals it. Someone starts driving away with it, and they're going to get in a car to chase it, and then the person's like, yeah, the keys are in my room. I don't have the car keys. And then, bam, the girl shows up again. Yeah, and she's like, I'm late. I'm lost. Where am I? And then they're like, they're stealing the robot. She's like, you're stealing my robot. And then they have a really lengthy conversation about it before she's like, I'll go get it. And she just starts running after well, it. Well, the conversation is, well, if you want something done, do something about it yourself. And she goes, fine, I will. And it's funny because it takes, they're worried about it getting to the main gate. And, like, it takes so long for this truck to get to the main gate that it feels like if they had not had this conversation and simply just ran after the truck, they would have caught up with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially with her speed. Yeah, she's so fast. That's the thing. She jogs in pl- place a lot, uh, and she jogs up to the gate and then sees there's a little a little bike uh, next to it, so she just steals it. She stares at the police officer at the gate yeah. for an uncomfortable amount of time. Once again, in an active chase. And then says, I'm going to commandeer this. <laughs> yeah. And then she drives away, and the guy goes, oh, gee. Her... Her... Vocal performance uh, reminds me a lot of uh, the Charlie Brown movie specials where they hired children who weren't actors to be like, because she she was just saying, I want to get in the robot because I want to fly the robot, Charlie Brown. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of her like. That, that's what it feels like when she's talking. Uh, the captain is just like... <laughs> the captain, the guy in charge, is just a depressed man who hates everyone who works for him. Because she's just like, yeah, they're getting away. And he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> who gives a shit? We could send our guys after them. Yeah, but our guys suck. I don't want to do that. Which I have a feeling this girl would be the turnaround for that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll never know. Yeah, we're never going to fight. I mean, what do you mean? We're, we're getting rid of Star Blazers. Uh, so she's chasing it on the moped, and she tries to jump off of her moped onto the truck. And it's funny. This is a chase. They're criminals being chased, and they use their turn signal. They're like, all right, I'm going to be turning right. And she tries to jump on as they're using their turn signal. And they just turn and she misses them and falls on her face. Breaks the moped. Sees a police car and just steals that immediately. Well, the police officer says, hey, act like a police. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Act like an officer. And then she's like, I'm commandeering this car. And she just says, I need to borrow this. Oh, yeah. And then she takes it, and the other police officer just blows her whistle. It just goes, Bee! <laughs> um, So then she uh, she goes with the sirens behind this truck, and the truck pulls over to the side of the road. And then she just drives her car in front of it, and she gets out, and she's like, Stop! In the name of the law! And then is worried about her panties showing, I think, was the thing. Well, or her got, dress. Yeah, because it's ripped. Yeah, her dress is ripped. And then they just try to, they just drive through and crush her car. So then she grabs on. Yeah, grabs on, climbs into the back, and she climbs into the mech, the Ingram. Not Uh, before she races the vehicle, like it's going full speed. Yeah, she just runs it down. I don't know why she needed a vehicle. 
Yeah. And then when she grabs it, she keeps running for a while. Yeah. In high heels, by the way. She's wearing high heels this entire time. Until the end when she kicks them off. Uh, so she gets in. She, like, signs in with her password. And then Azuna, who's chasing in a car. And her password is what? Alphonse. Alphonse. Um, but don't know why. Uh, so <laughs> she starts talking with Asuna over the intercom, and he tells her how to activate it. The criminals get back to the place. She activates the thing, and there it's more dialogue that's looping and kind of nonsensical. We're like, all right, I got, I stole this robot for you. And the guy's like, yes, yes, good, you stole the robot for us. Uh, there's no one in it, right? And like, first, why would you ask that question? Like, why is that the first thing you ask about stealing a robot from the police? Cool, cool. You checked if someone was in that, And right? then it starts standing up and, like, moving. And, and the, the guy says, nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. The guy goes, nope, there's no one in it. <laughs> and then uh, she's surrounded by other robots. And she's like, they're like, there's a gun in the leg. And she pulls out the gun and they're like, it's not loaded, but you can scare them off. She pulls it out and one of the criminals just goes, it's not loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes, ah, they figured it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then she has to fight them hand to hand and she just kicks their ass. Uh, she throws the gun at one of them too, which and is And it really bounces funny. off and it doesn't does do nothing. anything. Yeah. But yeah, she just easily, easily beats the shit out of all of these robots. She gets a uh, baton that comes out of her arm that's electrified and she like, I, I will say... Like, the animation, I was expecting the animation to be, like, trash. And it kind of wasn't. Like the, it, it is an older style where things are more pointy. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the pointy but style. But the, the animation itself is actually pretty fluid. And, like, the when she was tearing apart the mech, she was tearing them apart, like, piece by piece, kind of. And it was... It was just s- slower. Yeah, yeah. The show it's, itself is slow as hell. Uh, so... Yeah, so uh, then she beats them, and the police are like, good, the police show up, and they're like, you're under arrest, despite, I mean, she must have killed at least four or five of those people. Yeah. It's like, if car if car accidents at, like, bumper... She, like, room. electrocuted one yeah, of those yeah, suits. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if a fender bender is enough to cause, like, whiplash, then, then she has she has at least killed somebody today. Uh, and then they have the scene where, like, well, I'm glad we got it back. And all the people are there. And then uh, the captain comes in. And he's like, I'm, I'd am i like to introduce our new pilot to all of you. And we're all like, who could who it be? Who is it? Who could it I be? I am so shocked at who it could be. And then he steps aside. And it's the girl who piloted the mech. The one that was there for a test. And she's like, who yeah, was doing a test to see if she could pilot the mech? Turns out she could. The one that said, uh, that's my. Yeah. And then, uh, and then she's like, I'm me, and I'm reporting for duty. And everyone goes, <gasps> and that's the end of the episode. So, real cliffhanger. Real cliffhanger. Is she going to pilot the mech? I think so. That's yes. hers. Yeah. That she has already piloted. Uh, so, I guess, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say about this show outside? It's very, I'm, very I'm, slow. I must say, I don't know what... What show we're going to get rid of next week? I have no idea. I'm kind of at a loss. Yeah, I mean, I, we decide that at the end of this in episode. in this episode <laughs> so good. is so much. It's so detailed. They're so beautiful. We, uh, let me think. Okay, so 
when when it moves, the animation is quite good. But there is a, a tremendous amount of stationary images with nothing happening. I really like to look at pictures. Yeah, still pictures. Yeah. With no dialogue, and that just is, music. That is the vast majority of the show. And then occasional scenes of actual events. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say. You want to give it our scores? I already gave it one. Okay. What do you think I gave it? I think you gave it a uh, 3 out of 10. Gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Whoa! I didn't... Once again, I didn't love it, but I just... I, I can't... I wouldn't say it was bad. I would say it's just old and not for me. Uh, and it's... There were aspects... I thought the fights were actually enjoyable to watch. I just... I could just get better show or shows I enjoy more with equivalent or better fights elsewhere. So 5.5. What did you give it? What do you think I gave it? I think you gave it a negative. I, so here, from when it said labor, Hmm. I gave it a 1 out of 10. (laughs) And then I was going to let it build up from there. Yeah. And I was like, I'll I'll give it a fair shot. Every time it does something, I'll give it some points. And then it ended up being not a negative. Mm Mm-hmm. But a no out of ten. <laughs> no out of ten. So zero. You gave it zero out of ten. No out of ten. Okay. Well, uh, let's just really quickly do the math for the averages of these. Okay. I'm just going to do the quick calculations. Uh, between five point five and zero. So that's it's going to be two. It's going to be two point seven five uh, is the average score. And let me look at the other ones. Okay. So all of those are like. Seven above or above. Seven? Uh, so, yeah, uh, apparently we're not watching, I hate to say this, but the no. show that's getting kicked is, oh my god, what's its name? Pat Labor. <laughs> Pat, Pat Labor, Labor is... The uh, Mobile Police. Pat Labor, the Mobile Police. And then I believe the actual title when we watched the title screen was On Television. So, we're in luck. We yeah. get to watch more of... Dance, 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 yeah. so. We get to watch and more dance, 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 so. Kokoku. More Kokoku. And unfortunately. Star Blazers! Space Battleship Yamato! Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna really quickly just look up what people have to say about Pat Labor. So, okay, there's a movie. Alright. There's a. Uh, multiple movies. 2001. And then 2001. What a... Okay, let's look up. Okay, so it was a manga. Three feature-length movies, two light novels, and a short film compilation. It's been made into video games. So here's the thing. I'm not totally against old stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm more against this. There was a live action series in 2013. Wow. Absolutely not. I'm not a fan of live actions with lots of. This is a big series, apparently. Let's see if there's reviews. 7.7 on IMDb. It's got some pretty good ratings. 
One of the best TV series is ever on IMDb, says someone. Top picks, uh, Devil's Line. Or All nice right. Uh, okay, it just seems like a pretty... 8 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Uh, apparently, in terms of story and character development, it beats Robotech, which is another thing I haven't seen. Uh... And five five episodes in, this person says it's one of the, their all time favorite mecha show. They also say they love the personality of each, regardless of gender. That's a weird. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's how they meant that, but that sounds bad. Just gonna log in and see if there's reviews on. I don't think there are, but. <laughs> regardless of gender I like everyone's personality regardless of what their gender is good 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 for you I guess uh okay this series how do you go about your life yeah, sir 4.65 on high dive Four not much six. to say about it okay well yeah it was just not what we love you know if it was tea mm-hmm I wouldn't be touching it. It's not the cup of tea for me. So would you would you touch a space battleship Yamato tea? I might dance around the idea. Mm, yeah. But I probably wouldn't be like commit nutmeg. to I putting yeah. I don't know if I want nutmeg and tea. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather have cinnamon, you know? Alright, so I guess uh next week we're probably just or no, when, no, when probably. We, when we are. We are. Next week, we are doing this again. Until uh, one of the winners. Until one thing gets to six episodes. And I, I, I wouldn't be totally surprised. If three of them made it to if, six if episodes. If three make it to six. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to pick the winner out of that. And uh, possibly in a continuing series later on. We could later have that on. later. Yeah. Ah, uh, great. Well, anything else we want to say? This is a Cry Mit Mode podcast. Cry.mit.mode, K-R-Y, uh, mit with two T's at gmail.com if you want to contact us for any reason. If you any want to, reason at all? You want to chat? You want to make a recommendation? You, you want, want to send to... in a number for us to do? I'd be up for doing a... Oh, it's like a number. Yes, if someone sent, like, a, a number. we Here's the problem. We decide where we start from, so you can't use it to oh, predict what we'll what watch. So... I see. A number for the Crunchy Dive High Roll. Is that right? <laughs> the Crunchy Dive High Roll game. Uh, if you want to send in a number, I'd be open to accepting numbers. And YouTube, Crime, crime It Mode. Uh, I stream at I Apologize Profusely every Tuesday night. And every second Friday, we stream together. Yes. Where I love it. Yeah, you play games that you love, because you love games. Uh, and I think that... Oh, yeah. Uh, like and subscribe. That's YouTube. Uh, give us a review on... <laughs> like and subscribe. Whatever thing you want to... <laughs> if you watch YouTube that we... Don't have videos yeah. on. Yeah, but still like and subscribe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to give us a review, uh, ratings on any podcast thing, that would be great. Like it, love it, or don't. Live it, like it, love it. Uh, Gross. Live it, laugh it, love it. Damn it. I'm screwed up. <laughs> I, uh, then I think that's it. 
yeah. Look forward to three more episodes of a thing we know we kind of like and and one episode of something that will probably suck. Because High Dive, you need to work on... They gave us Kokoku, which is... Okay, High Dive. We're in a... And they have Parasite, apparently. Listen, High Dive. Good job, High we're, Dive. We're, we're willing to dabble, but... <laughs> Listen, okay, uh, very Fix quick. the bugs in your system. <laughs> Last question. Between Pat Labor and Kandagawa Jet Girls. That is impossible. Because you know what Pat I think... Pat Labor is everything I don't like. You know what I think we should do for the next round of this game? No. I think the next round would be we no. collect four of the lowest scoring shows and watch no. and, then, and then do the same elimination challenge with them. No. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> pulling the cord on that. See, I don't like metal, like animated metal. Yeah. At all. Animated metal is bad. Pat Labor is just that. Yeah. Kandagawa Girls is just butts and... But the boobs aren't metal. As far as we know. I could see it going there. Alright, well that's that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and have a good week. Bye.